0: Warning, missing c4 It's Burnsy and I'm Paul, and this is The Missing Save File, a video game podcast where we talk about the games we somehow missed the first time around.
1: And today we're going to be talking about the the second half of our our epic two parter here, um, the second half of Earthbound.
0: Can I can I just say that I really wish I could send a message back in time, Paul, a message back in time to the Burns that had not experienced this game post that halfway point?
1: (laughs) I I thought you were, I thought you were going for a sting lyric or something somehow.
0: No, no, I was not looking to work that. I'm just saying like, there was a point uh, in, in last month's show when you were like, can you guess what's coming up next? And I was like, no, I don't. I mean, they could throw anything at me. And I feel like, I feel like I kind of reached to find some examples that were maybe kind of weird. And I was nowhere even close, like in the same ballpark of weird that lay ahead of me.
1: Is this still intro?
0: this is still intro we we can take (laughs) liberties with this as much as we want to let's um let's let's start the show and we'll find out just how weird things got When we last left off, Ness, or as I named him Burns, had just crossed an ocean to get to the beautiful summer resort village known as Summers, and the three friends were about to become four, and the quest to stop the threat known as Giygas was really picking up steam. What would lie ahead would be beyond anything I could imagine. A dude who realized his lifelong dream to become a dungeon, one that we had to conquer. A mysterious Tenda village where the residents were too shy to help until given a book from my hometown library. A dreamscape, where my only friend was known as Flying Man until he died, many times over again. (laughs) Me and my three child allies turned into zombie robots so we could travel through time, and a final boss fight that transformed me into a desperate man, turning to a higher power in my moment of trial. (laughs) This is Earthbound, a game that I previously described as unique, but now that description hardly does it any justice. So to talk about this epic conclusion to this mega game, so it feels only appropriate that here we we slide out the third chair and we welcome our guest, Violet Knight, to the show. Violet, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So, Violet, we, like you and I met on Twitch um, because you are streaming this game. And, and while I'll leave this game behind and, and probably head towards you know, whatever lies next for us on the missing save file and the other things that I stream, you will, you will be staying in the world of Earthbound and you'll be staying there for a while. Do you want to talk a little bit about your, your project and what you have going on on Twitch?
2: Yeah. So I started August 21st and I'm doing the Earthbound replay project. That's what I titled it. And it's pretty simple. I'm going to play Earthbound for a year and I'm going to see how many times I beat it. So that was kind of my mission statement. Um, <laughs> I didn't know how long it would take me to do it. Uh, I think I've got my average down to, it's almost a week. It's like a week and then like halfway through or like, I'll play 30 minutes of the new file then quit for the night. So we're going a lot faster than I thought, but it's been, it's been pretty wild already.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the last time I talked to you, you were on replay five. And so are you are you still on replay five as of the recording of this? This is like early October when we're recording this.
2: Yeah, uh, I am. But I'm going to beat the game next time I stream, which today is Sunday. That's going to be a Tuesday. I usually stream for four hours. So I'm thinking it's going to be replay six is going to get started.
0: Wow. that's so so given the pacing that you're on now you stream a a few nights uh well a few times uh, throughout the week i mean if you just had to like ballpark it how many how many replays do you think you're gonna get in a year like if you just had to throw (laughs) a number out there uh
2: so let's see i'm on six there's 52 weeks in a year i think maybe 32 i'm gonna throw an exact number out there
1: Wow. It's only been about six weeks though, when you're coming up on six and I think you are going to continue to get faster. So, I mean, I think we all have to, I think we all have to take a guess. We, we are, we're starting a pool here, right? <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say a clean 50 burns. What are you saying?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it just, it depends on, yeah, it depends on pacing. There's a lot of factors there. What what was your guess, Paul? Did you guess an even 50. 52? Okay.
1: 50. Yep, 50, 50.
0: I'll I'll do prices, right. Rules and I'll go 51. <laughs>
2: the only reason reason i say that is i know that i plan to play it in japanese and i don't know japanese
1: oh Uh, that's right i do remember you talking about that
2: (laughs) yeah so i think and i'm gonna play the uncensored version which is like a mesh of mother 2 the japanese but with the english translation and i think i'll want to spend a lot of time exploring so i had the, the streamer's edge on it's not strictly a speed run
0: here yeah, that's fair. I will revise my my vote down to
1: thirty five. <laughs> well, you didn't just take the forty nine because that uh, felt like something you might have done there.
0: So, Violet, where can uh, where can people find you on Twitch?
2: Uh, so I am Twitch Violet Night, V I O L E T, and then it's N Y T E uh, because I've had that name since I was twelve.
0: That's so you know, what's funny. You and I have that in common. My first Hotmail account uh, in middle school was itsburnsey at hotmail.com. That, uh, nice. like the rest of Hotmail doesn't really exist so much anymore, but I have, uh, I've kept the name. So, so yeah, that's awesome. So, how many times had you played Earthbound before, um, b- before you started this replay project? Like, would you guess?
2: Um, my husband asked me, I did the math of playthroughs I could remember, and I think beating the game. I can remember like 10, so I'm going to say it's someplace between at least 10, probably not more than like 12. Okay. Um, When I played it a lot as a kid, though, I just kind of, you know, I'd run around or like I would get teleport and I would just explore on an old, on a a save file that, you know, had that option.
0: Oh, sure. Sure. So lots of time playing beyond just, you know, playing it as linearly from, from start to finish.
2: Yeah, like I used to just take the bus everywhere. Like I used to just ride the whole bus line, uh, oh, and wow. I would like pack a picnic lunch because I was like, you know, like ten or nine or whatever. Like I just wow,
1: you were playing Animal you know. Crossing in Earthbound. Is what yeah, Earthbound. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Much. That's incredible. That's incredible. Bus bus simulator. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, what is that? Uh, desert bus? Is that? Uh, yeah, it's just oh, man, desert. yeah, Oof. desert bus Earthbound edition.
1: So <laughs> just wait Hulling till I make you play just... Desert Bus. Until smoking oh. smoke and mirrors, you know. Oh God, it's on the list.
0: All right, we're gonna we're gonna cut Paul's mic here pretty quick. Okay. Um. <laughs> so um, you Paul... were
1: asking me how many times? the Same question, right? Yeah. Um, I think probably in the same ballpark. Um. I think I probably would have said around ten, like plus or minus two or three. Um, I definitely remember like the first playing it the first time when I was a kid uh, with that player's guide. We talked about the player's guide already a bunch um and i know i played it a bunch of other times um i'm a crazy completionist though so i think every time i played it i almost certainly beat the game but um yeah i'd be hard-pressed to say how many that was yeah
0: well i just like i'm curious you know both both of you watched you know pretty much the lion's share of of you know me going through this on twitch and and this is you know, a brand new experience for me uh, as, as just, you know, coming to this game for the very first time. Do you guys remember a lot of like what you experienced the first time through this game? Because I mean, talk about games that make an impression on you. Like there are just so much stuff, like so many different things that I I've experienced in this game that I just feel like, you know, while I would definitely come back and play it, uh, you know, many, many times, it's like, I, I feel like I'm. it's going to be a long time before I forget a lot of the specifics of this game because it is just, sure. it is a memorable experience. Like we're, we're going to talk about the end and like, you know, I, I'm I'm really excited to, to kind of talk about the conclusion of the game. But basically, you know, from the podcast where we left off, like from summers on, I feel like the game really from that point on kind of becomes what it is at that point.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what, it, um, and I think that's one of the things when I was saying what might be the halfway point is that's the point in the game where um, conceptually it sort of breaks, right? That once you get teleported and you, um, you're able to cross the ocean and go to to Summers and then Scaraba and then Deep Darkness, right? It, it's not that linear like here's town one, town two, town two, three, town four. Um, it's a lot more. Open-ended, and and it gets a lot more crazy, right? A lot of the things mm-hmm. you described, you uh, you get to the tenda, you get to the the dinosaur pen, and the lost underworld, and um, all those places um, that are just very, very different than where you start out.
2: But I really, I really like the late stage, and I think that's the fun oh, for yeah. me. It's one of the things I like about the project. Is I always want to get to that point. Like I like. Sure the end part like the, the first part's fun but once you have all four people that's when i think the game really takes off
1: mm-hmm.
0: well okay. and and i think we were talking about this on the on the first part um you know just just the intro to the game i think a lot of the reason why the the beginning of this game can feel so brutal is because th- this game does not pull a lot of punches when you are just nest yeah. you
1: know right yeah frank frank will stab you
0: yeah, Frank will stab you a bunch. <laughs> like so much so that in my first fight with Frank, I was just like, is this just his regular attack? Like this is just he, he nearly, you know, shanked me um with every single hit and he just kept coming. Um and, and it is kind of incredible how it changes like yeah, you know, it's never an easy game, but I did find a lot of the game much more, you know, straightforward and easy to to navigate. Once I had more people just because eventually, you know, you not only get a full party of four, but then you also have multiple characters who have the ability to resurrect folks. And and like that just, that just changes the game because in the early game, even when you, when you get uh, Paula, you know, I mean, you, you still have to contend with the fact that she is very underleveled and every time you get your first, you know, first of three characters. So, so Paula and um, uh, Jeff, when, when you first encounter them, they're just so easy to, Get killed and and like especially
1: if you don't heal them, (laughs) I think was one of the problems.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, true. (laughs) Traditionally, I may have not healed as much as you know. I think what it is is like I I wanted to play this game a lot, like other JRPGs that I've played, and like you have to respect how hardly like like how hard Earthbound can just reel back and just knock you on your butt. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like that learning curve continued through the, definitely the first half of the game and maybe well into the, to the last part of the game. Like it's just very few games are willing to just really hit you this hard, um, in this format,
1: I think. Well, I think, I think you did, um, you kind of had a much easier second half than front half, I think. Yes. Um, I, I was saying, you know, Frank and Titanic ant, like. Just I was wondering if you were gonna just set the controller down and be like this game's impossible <laughs> after Titanic Ant. Um, which which is not an uncommon experience, but but I don't know if you were watching at that point, Violet, but but Burns just got mm. like maybe I don't know how many times he wiped, but it was more than six. Um and it was pretty rough. It was just over and over, could not figure out how to beat that ant. Um but in the second half of the game, like I was trying to estimate how many more you know sessions you might have. I was like, Well, he's still gotta do. Um you know the the underworld and the fire spring and so like carbon dog diamond dog, and then magic can 't and then go get the meteorite and then guy i guess i'm like that 's a that 's a good chunk uh and then you just like breezed through uh the fire spring
2: fire spring though is it's really weird because I think it's one of the easier ones because you have two different equips at that point that give you like resistance to fire. True. So if you put those on your two squishiest characters, and then Pooh and Ness both have pretty decent hit points, they survive. I don't know.
1: I, I think it's one of those where thinking back to the first time I played, um, I remember Carbon Dog was <laughs> like destroying me, um, <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot of heavy enemies in there too. Though you're right that the, the ones who have those good uh, equipables on fire then you're pretty good but yeah it's it's a rough place and especially Magicant, right the whole idea of now you're back down to one party member
2: yeah and i think for me doing the continuous replay that's something i've noticed if i'm gonna game over i'm gonna do it as ness walking solo around onet because i defeat gygas and then like 45 minutes later, I'm back as Ness and Onet, and I have 30 hit points. Like-
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Yep. He's just, I mean, he's just so frail at that point. And, and, and that character in in particular, um, you know, really goes on that, that entire journey, right? Where it's just like a, in the beginning, everything is just a, a, you know, a hair's breadth away from just completely annihilating you. And at the end of the game, you're nearly untouchable and it is it is kind of incredible to to go through that i mean him more so than any other character i think but um the the other edge that i think i had is that like streaming this game on twitch was really nice because i did have people helping me out sure. through, through the sure. way uh which which i will say like i think i think it's what i appreciate about it is it was the perfect experience where it like sanded off enough of the rough edges where like I didn't run into as many experiences where where I was just like, I don't know what to do here. Um, but I also was able to get still, you know, it was still challenging. It's just that I felt prepared. Um,
1: you know, I basically I, I had the love, player's
0: handbook, you know, in my chat with me.
1: <laughs> I do love that you um, that you got prepared by getting a whole bunch of multibody rockets and then you saved them well past where you needed to use them until you got to an (laughs) enemy that was immune to them. That was fantastic. Um, (laughs) And I loved, there were a bunch of times throughout the game, like you do something and then you'd be like, I'm not sure if that was the thing I should be doing. Maybe it was just, you know, maybe I didn't do it right. I think you fired maybe four, maybe five bottle rockets and kept saying, well, maybe I'm supposed to do it now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Here's yeah. I mean, the, we're we're talking about the uh, the final boss fight, and 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 we'll get there. There's a couple of other things I want to yeah. talk about before we before we get to that point, and and one is um, the experience known as Dungeon Man, and I, I just oh Dungeon Man, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Dungeon Man for a minute because Paul, you um you made a really good point where um for for a second I had a hard time like placing the initial connection right where because I forget his name, um, Dungeon Man's Rick actually. Road.
1: Rick Road, yeah. yeah. Rick Road, okay. okay. Rick Road,
0: yep. So, <laughs> Paul, I think you you said, like, in chat, you're like, you forgot the guy who told you his lifelong ambition was to become a dungeon? And I think it's like, that's a fair question, but also like, many things in this game, I feel like it's very easy to not take it seriously until it happens, and then you're like, oh my god, that guy wasn't kidding. He wanted to become a dungeon, and he realized his dream, and <laughs> now, now he is now. Now he is one. <laughs> <laughs> That entire experience of just finding that guy and like what I was fully prepared for was like, this is going to be kind of a weird, like trippy experience and kind of like borderline creepy, which it was. But then you you leave the dungeon and then he just starts walking along with you for a while. (laughs) I I was not prepared for that, That all of a sudden the dude was like, okay, cool, I'll tag along.
1: (laughs) And then he gets trapped in the trees and he's stuck there forever. (laughs) Yeah, he's just such a sad end to dungeon, man.
0: I guess he's just this is where he lives now. Yep.
2: It's his life. He chose that life though. He chose that life. (laughs) I mean, he
0: went into it happily with both eyes open. Yeah, exactly. We, We should be happy for him. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of like some other things that, that were, you know, really, really memorable. Obviously, um, you know, the, the whole experience with Pooh and, and going through that experience, uh, which, you know, we named him Chad, um, in, in my, uh, Twitch stream, my, my playthrough. Um, the the one thing I was kind of hoping was like, maybe I would get the Sword of Kings. We did farm for it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's another friend of ours, uh, the Kerblet on Twitch who farmed for it for hours, literal hours uh, before he got it. And so I am glad that I put a cap on it because I feel like that's yeah, a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird
1: one. Cause th- this game, I was like, I'm, I know that I, I'm very confident that the first time I played this game, I just accidentally got it, you know? The drop chance is not impossible, but I do remember getting it in that first playthrough. I'm not sure I've ever gotten it since. Hmm. Um, and so this time I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to just, just sit here and, and farm till I get it. Um, and I did. And it, it took, you know, like, like, like I said, maybe half hour, 40 minutes, maybe. Um, but of like pretty optimized um, pathing and, and routine to do it. Um, and it's like, it's not a great weapon.
2: <laughs>
1: you know um
2: it's not worth it It's never worth it
1: it's never worth it i i did also i was like oh i wonder if i could also um farm for the broken antenna which i know i've also gotten in other playthroughs which is um jeff's best weapon i farmed that for maybe like 20 minutes and i was like mm, this is a harder farm and it's unimportant um so i didn't get that one but i, but I think in all the playthroughs i've gotten all the one in one twenty eight drops at least once, just just never all in the same playthrough. Obviously,
2: so. there
0: are a lot of those too, I mean, there's a lot of one in one twenty eight drops. And 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 like talking about the Sword of Kings in particular, the, if there's one place and there's one like experience that I had in the game that left me going like, well, wait, what the hell was that all about? Was like was Stonehenge base where you do farm for uh, the Sword of Kings? Like I went through that, and there were like w- what I'm curious about is what does the ending of of Stonehenge base mean to you guys? Like what was happening there? Because obviously there were people in tubes. You defeat the Starman Deluxe and then after that all the Starmen are gone until you fight like the ghost of Starman. But like what did that represent? Was that like something guess was doing? Like I, I didn't I don't think that was 100 percent clear to me when I was playing it.
1: I wonder if it made more sense in Japanese, but um <laughs> Violet, what are what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, Andonauts and Mr. Saturn were working together to stop Gigas. So I don't know. The Starman abducted them to. I just interpret it always as just kind of like an alien abduction because there's also the yeah. farmer and his cow. There's the Mr. <laughs> T looking guy. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. if you talk to him. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he looks like Mr. T. He's a Mr. T. Sprite, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Which if you play the game, that statement makes perfect sense
1: right um no i know exactly what you're talking about yeah
2: yeah and then you talk to him and he had like his dialogue is written like you know i was on the farm with my cow like it's written all folksy so i don't know alien abduction all part of Gygus's evil plan
0: and so so gygas is and and like to to try to like bring this plot you know together for me because like you know obviously the whole like stop gygas this is what we're doing but like what I'm trying to figure out is what, what Giygas's strategy was because like ultimately we are stopping the annihilation of the earth in the future, but ultimately to stop him, we had to go to the past. So like we had to stop him before he became too powerful, but like stopping the Starman wasn't enough. Apparently question mark,
1: like we had to go do more. I mean, there's still ghosts of Starman. Sure. So yeah. We're still, uh, what? Wooly shamblers and, uh, uh, mechanical octobots and, uh, uh, Help me here.
2: Uh, The mooks. There's the... Oh, wait. I guess they're not the robots. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right? Buzz... It's like a a Terminator 2 Back to the Future style. Buzz Buzz comes back, and then a Starman comes back. And so you're continuously, like... You're basically, like in the Terminator movies, right? You're trying to stop Skynet, and Skynet's trying to stop you. It's kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, okay. So you're in the middle of this giant Time War thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the subtext is don't think about it too hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's fair.
1: Pretend pretend like you're 8.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretend, yeah, okay. Okay, got it. That's how I get through most of my life anyway. That's fine. Like the 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 thing that um I think would have made more sense for me would probably have been I don't know. I feel like maybe if um uh if Stonehenge base had been closer to like when you go back and travel in time to defeat Gaigas because basically after that you've still got a decent amount of stuff to do. Like after that is um you go to uh you go back to Lumine Hall, you go back to um you go to the uh Lost Underworld. Um you like there's still quite a bit of game before then they're like okay we you've still got to do Firespring like I did all that stuff after um, and then there's Magikant or Magikant, um, there too. So so I almost feel like maybe if if that experience had been closer to like Magikant and then them sending you back in time, that would have made more sense to me. Cause it's like I mean, it really felt like at that point you're like, Yeah, we did it, guys. We we stopped all those star men.
1: So I I had a thought, especially on this playthrough, that it would maybe make more sense if you had to go to the future to fight Gagas. kind of going with Violet just said, like the Terminator style you uh, know, yeah. that this is going to happen um but i i also wonder if the read on the very last thing that happens where the battered robot bodies are outside is a um is a time zero uh you know data's head in the sand um oh if like they just sit there forever and then eventually it's like oh it's it's our present again so we can float back to our bodies um or if they time travel back somehow because the read would be that they do not time travel. They just wait around.
0: Yeah. Cause that I guess my, my one critique about the game would probably be that like, um, you know what you have to do. It just like, there's so much other stuff that you're doing that like, um, I, I guess it's all pulled together by the same plot, right? Like the answer is always Gygis, right? Like, like in Star Wars, the answer is always the Force. Like, don't think
1: about it. You don't think that helping the Runaway Five is important?
0: I'm not saying it's not important. Uh, I'm just saying uh, it felt a little side questy, <laughs> perhaps. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, are we supposed to think too that like all the possessed towns around One were also that way because of Gygis? Is that is that the read?
2: The. Uh- Well, yeah, because like every like everyone you fight along the way is either is corrupted by Giygas's evil influence.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So,
2: yeah. So like Belch, you know, taking over the Mr. Saturn base. Right. Like that's one of the many forms of evil that Giygas represents in the world. I just attribute everything to Giygas. He's a convenient scapegoat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think even I think even early on, somebody in the first town says something like the dogs are acting strange. Yeah. it could even be Buzz Buzz or something, but but somebody like pins even the fact that animals are attacking you on Gygas' in evil influence too. If I remember, yeah, right.
2: Buzz Buzz tells you that um, okay. to explain like the crows and the dogs, and like the yep. defeat text says, like uh, like the dog goes back to being normal, and then like when you beat up hippies and and homeless people, they have and like drunk salarymen, they have kind of the same <laughs> verbiage of like if they just become normal now, it's fine. Yeah. You beat them with a baseball bat until they stop moving. It's cool. It's
1: an interesting one that some things become tame. Some things go back yep. to normal. Some things disappear and some things stop moving. Um, and it's interesting which things get which text.
0: And, and still, though, the answer is always clear. It's violence. <laughs> it's the application <laughs> of violence. <laughs> Swiftly, thoroughly, completely. Uh, to, to...
2: How many did you run from combat much?
0: i didn't so there there are there are a few times where um where i felt compelled to run from combat um usually those are the combats where like i was fighting one thing and then i was fighting like five things because they called in for for reinforcements
1: way too many times oh you had some bad luck with some of those people who call for help yeah yeah
0: um i also had a couple of encounters where like I had somebody confused. I didn't deal with it correctly. And then like, instead of casting resurrect on a party member, they casted resurrect on somebody who I killed. And I was like, that's a thing that could happen. And then, you know, that was, (laughs) that was getting out of hand really quickly. Um, And then when you come back to one net, Uh, when it's under siege uh, from from Giygas those enemies and the status effects that they have are bonkers like they're really tough to deal with so I think I might have had a couple of situations where I was fighting like ghost of Starman and then whatever the whatever the one eyeball thing is with two gangly legs sticking out of it um,
2: oh yeah the evil do the the diamondization
1: yes yeah Yeah. you had a lot of trouble with those this playthrough and um yeah I don't know playthrough this this playthrough right i didn't even really remember those enemies which is one of the the differences i think between two playthroughs right that they can be so very very different um that kind of keeps us fresh yes yeah
0: And, and i mean it's um it's also i think the the game also never lets you get totally comfortable right because at that point in the game, I was basically like just shy of end game ready, right? Like I was pretty leveled up. I had a lot of good equipment. Um, my characters were, you know, had decent stats, good psychic points. And yet there are still through the, through the application of some pretty horrendous status effects, um, enemies that can just really push me. Um, and and that was one where I just did not feel safe, you know, in, in my own hometown, which again, you know, good on them, right. To, to get, um, to get that feeling, you know, to, to never really let the player get too comfortable. Um, and then I don't know if we're ready to talk about this, but we, we transition to the end game.
2: Oh
1: man. (laughs) Become robot.
0: (laughs) So, so I just want to say too, Violet, thank you for, for hanging out, uh, in chat for that end game, because, uh, you ran me through a pretty good list of like Make sure you get this. Make sure you get this. And like we we spent some time like getting the inventory just right. I mean, you basically yeah. had me loaded up with like your preferred end game stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I think I don't know. You said you didn't like it. I love it, and I think that's the biggest shine of the replay. Is I know what all the stuff in the game does. Yeah. And I've got my strategies, like the ghost of Starman, for example, in Meteorite. I told you, um, I use the rabbit's foot, which has a fifty. It gives you fifty extra points to your speed.
1: Yeah, that's huge.
2: So it guarantees that Paula goes first, uh, which I think in your playthrough was waifu.
1: Yep, waifu. So
2: immediately what you do is you do the shield on everyone because the Ghost of Starman first round of combat will do Starstorm Alpha, which will wipe out uh, Paula and Jeff and knock down Ness and Pooh, really. You know, it's bad. It's a bad attack. Mm -hmm. But if you do that, it's kind of a cakewalk because then it doesn't do any damage to you.
0: Yeah, and and I mean that was also I feel like I feel like those enemies that were there to remind me that I had been ignoring, um, shielding myself for a great majority <laughs> of the game.
1: I loved the point in I, it might have been the final cave or it might have been right before it where you went in the menu and you are like, boy, maybe I should have been paying attention to shields. Okay, help shields. Okay, what do these? Do? Um, and you literally read the help text for the shields. Um,
2: well. And and Burns says you're going to get into it. Yeah, I made sure two things. I made sure for anyone who happens to know the game is I made sure that you gave the Franklin badge to Paula, and I yep, made sure that you big. gave the C pendant to Paula, because yep. if you do that, it protects her from uh, Gygas' attack. Because he does, uh, you cannot understand the true nature of Gygas' attack, but it's always a typed elemental. Yeah, and the yep. C pendant gives her resistance to fire, freeze, flash and then the franklin badge gives her protection so you're covered
1: to lightning yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah and i was like cuz if burns if paula goes down and burns can't get her back up this is not going to be fun yep. so i made sure you had that i just didn't tell you why
1: yes yep. Yep. yep
0: and 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 boy did that come in clutch like <laughs> holy cow <laughs> because it uh, it it took a bit like so so the whole the entirety of the end game i absolutely like i absolutely love and and i just want to like say this that like i really enjoyed the entire game all the way through But I feel like when a game like takes its conclusion and like cranks things up and really, really like makes a memorable, big set piece filled with like all kinds of feels and stuff to, to, to kind of bring things home. Like it's, it's sort of that conclusion of the Lord of the Rings, right? Like the, the reason that, you know, there are so many, like the film version had so many, you know, false endings was because everybody had to have their moment, right? Everybody had to have a a little time to say goodbye, you know, kind of thing. And like this ending really it took me places like like a like emotionally took me places <laughs> like that i was like it started in a in a place where i was just almost like body horror like oh my god what's happening uh with the okay so weird thing you guys have to be robots and i'm like wait what <laughs> 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 and, and dr andonut says no yeah no no it's like flesh is weak and flabby and and you know, <laughs> we, we got these robot bodies it'll be fine um somehow the the sound effects of the 16 bit era Almost made that creepy. Oh, I could
1: still hear that. Yeah, I could hear
0: that.
2: It's really noise. Yeah, drill. Oh,
0: and like there's a moment where, right before you agree to it, um, you know, Dr. Andonitz, I think, is the one who asks for the red cap. Like, oh, hey, can I have your red oh, cap? Yeah. And, and I said yeah. on stream, am I going to be a robot wearing a red baseball cap? And first flash forward of like clang, 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 here's the party. I'm like, well, at least I know that's me. I'm wearing the red ball cap. <laughs> Just yeah, that, that
1: cling, cling, cling. Boy, the clang, 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 boy—the just spot-on sound design, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> clang, 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 clang is so memorable.
0: Well, and, and and Violet, I have to ask: are, are you uh, are you a Simpsons fan? Did you watch like classic Simpsons yeah. at all?
2: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: the the vibe that I got, and I think I mentioned this in chat too, but the vibe that I got from the entire like robot construction thing is there's a classic mm. Treehouse of Horror uh, episode where they turn Homer into the quote unquote ultimate worker. It's it's the
1: Frankenstein yeah, parody. Yeah, the Frankenstein parody. Yeah.
0: Um, and and even the body like frame that they put Homer into, obviously it's supposed to look like Homer's head, but when they scoop his brain out with an ice cream scoop, <laughs> and they put it in this <laughs> giant metal like boxy robot body it looks very much like the the boxy robot bodies that they built for these kids and like all of a sudden i got weird flashbacks of like oh my god this is this is kind of it's creepy but also kind of funny and like i'm not sure how to feel about it but like here's these kids just clang 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 like walking around um and in that last that last plateau there's like three sections i think that you have to fight your way through um yeah, and and I didn't have much trouble with that. But have you guys ever traditionally had much trouble, like in the walk up to the final cave, uh, to defeat Gygus?
1: Not this time, but definitely in the past. Yeah. Okay. Violet, have I you? I must
2: have. I remember. I'm. Yeah, I must have. At one point, I have a memory of opening my save file, and I was at the 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 phase disorder, where all you can do is repair and communicate, and you yeah. can't go back to the mainland. Yep. And I remember popping open inventory and, uh, like, everyone had completely wrong inventory. And we're talking, you know, Ness has a baseball bat from three levels of <laughs> who did this. And I have no memory of how I got to that save file. I just know I opened that save file and was like, "Welp." And then I think I probably, you know, deleted it or something. I don't remember what I did, but that's... So I must have had trouble there. But no, that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, like... Here here's the thing about like preloading like supplies and like being kitted out and stuff. I have classic RPG like hoarder syndrome like mm. you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so like I yeah. just yeah. like I always hold back. Like I'm always like mm, I can get by with basic attacks. Mm, I don't have to use Psy here. Like I don't want to use this stuff. So I don't think I used much of my supplies at all getting you, to You
1: used a decent amount. Um, <laughs> you did use a decent amount, but
0: well, no, 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 no. I mean, getting up to the Gigas fight is what I'm saying.
1: No, no. Yeah, I'm saying throughout the rest of the game, I think, I mean, we're both hoarders in that way. So <laughs> I think I hoarded a lot harder than you is what I'm saying. Oh, OK. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but that's only coming from another hoarder. Um, I think you use the items probably as the game developers intended. Um, right.
0: Well, but um, then 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 I get to the Gigas fight. And, and let me just say, what did what did I walk through to get to Giygas? What What was that? do we have A theories of, no
2: one knows uh there are theories the theories have been denied there's some pretty deep deep theories that are fairly disturbing about the Gaia's fight actually
0: yes and, and i've heard some exactly. of those and like i tend to also think like okay yeah those haven't really been acknowledged but like it's very like it very much you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of contra games um like yeah those, yeah. those very contra yeah yep. like those kind of like pseudo machiney slash fleshy bits, you know, just kind of everywhere. It also kind of gave me a very much, like, alien or aliens, like, aesthetic. Yeah.
1: Um, right, It's which... It was, like, almost, like, he's a living cave, and you're walking inside of him to fight him, essentially.
2: It's almost like a, like a, an organic cyberpunk. It kind of reminds yeah. me of, yeah. um, Akira. I don't know if either of you mm-hmm. have seen... Oh,
0: yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. So it kind of, it almost kind of reminds me of that, like you know, the end, the flesh blob, because it's machine, but it's also very organic.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and then can I just say even also, you know, I mean, the amount of stuff, the amount of detail that they're able to convey in in pixel art is just continually astounding um, in this game. But just that moment where Ness's face pops up in the giant Mm -hmm. fleshy orb it's just like, oh, God, (laughs) oh, God, what's about to happen? This is this is awful. And then Pokey shows up and then Pokey's there. Oh, Pokey.
2: Oh, pokey!
0: And can I just say that that lended just a little bit of extra. Like I had an axe to grind against pokey for the entirety of the game because I did not forget Buzz Buzz even from <laughs> from just the very beginning of the game. Um, and so having him show up in a giant spider mech costume defending the source of all evil for the planet was like, all right, this kid's got to go. This
1: kid's- <laughs> We should say too, so so Viola and I were both watching in um in stream and chat, but um this was the point in the game where we enabled uh emote only chat. Yep. So we took away your like lifeline of all these people telling you uh what to expect or what to do, which I thought was um <laughs> you, you had some uh you had some good emotions there
0: <laughs> well and and can i just say yes that was uh paul you you've uh acted as a moderator in in my channel and and uh i mean yeah you you've been given the superpowers so like when you said that i was like yes this is a great idea go with it
1: yeah. um I'm, well and we both knew that like all it took was one word for like the ending to be ruined, right like one person to just be like oh yeah make sure you do this yes um yep and so that's what I was just constantly like every second ticking by, I was like, nobody say it out, nobody say it, nobody
0: say it. <laughs> well, and and um so so Altorn Ockham, who's a, another mod in the channel and a, a good friend of mine, um, also I think figured it out before I did, because uh he, did. he, he often did. does. Um and and this is the second time that I have put him through this. I am going to bash my head against the monitor if he does not figure this out because it's right there. Oh my God. Why wouldn't he hit the button well, type of moments?
1: You at least you did the right thing first and you, you did start by saying, okay, I think in the true, like our RPG fashion, I have to attack Pokey first. Yes. And that was the right move. Yeah. Good job.
0: <laughs> pretty what? much everything after that.
1: And then wow. pretty much everything after that. Is <laughs> yeah. Not as not as great of a job. But you know.
2: I did a, cause I was like, all right, here it is. He's gonna go in. Is he gonna know? You know, because it's like you can't attack Gygus in the first phase.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you you used uh, the ultimate attacks and I was just head in hands as I'm watching first paula and then jeff get one hit ko'd so you're like Mm -hmm. everyone's dead like half your party is dead round two of combat go and i was like this went downhill so fast
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was it was yeah it was the hero moment where where everyone steps up and they're like hey hey time to defeat you gigas and then you know and they're all just dead or nearly dead and it's like well that that didn't go well um yeah and and i like in my mind i was like these multi-bottle rockets, I'm really going to unload on these. And so I didn't I didn't use them against Pokey, which now in hindsight, that's absolutely what I should have done is use them on Pokey. Um, and that's what you guys were talking about before, too, where it's like, maybe I'll use it this time. <laughs> where, so I had this weird situation where it's like I had enough, like I probably didn't use the supplies that I should have used early on to really like just knock out Pokey and get him out of the way. And then I just burned through my supplies like just
1: i i mean i was just dropping those brain food lunches
0: yes and 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 can i say that it was it was probably like what i love about the way this fight was designed is um i was being led to think that i was succeeding because it doesn't stop you from dealing damage to the boss but what it doesn't tell you is the boss just has more hit points than you can ever possibly deal to them
2: you can't defeat him with normal damage. With conventional so that, damage, yeah. In the final phase,
1: I was thinking that you probably did about a hundred thousand damage, <laughs> maybe more. Like, <laughs> um, it was it's an, a lot, considering like you have what six hundred, seven hundred health. You know. Yes,
0: it was. Um, it was an obscene amount of damage. And and can <clears throat> I can I just say this that like. The the thing that I will just the reason why I'll, when when I think about this game and I think back to this game and I'll put it up there with with, you know, some of my other favorite games of all time um, is because I feel like real like like video game experiences that really matter narratively will make you feel a thing that will put they will put you in a place even though you're a player, you have agency, unlike a book, unlike a film, unlike something that is is consumed, you know, I have the ability to. Um, to make actions, to shape the way the game you know progresses. But because of the way they designed this encounter, I, I feel like the way that I experienced this boss fight is the way that it was intended to be to be met, right? Which is you have to reach that moment where you realize I have exhausted nearly everything I have brought with me to this fight. I have made it this far. I have become this powerful and I'm still not enough. What else can I do? And it's that moment where, like, literally at that moment, I'm like, Paul, you had said, like, you'd said two things to me.
1: Oh, boy. Because what you had been doing is just like, you'd been cycling through all the six options in NASA's menu. And you're just like, maybe I auto fight? You tried a round of auto fight. Let's <laughs> talk that out there. Um, and. Like you tried to run away. You're like, I checked all my goods. I'll try to defend. And then you'd be like, well, what else can I do? And you'd just be like, well, Paula, I'm just going to have her defend. What can Jeff do? What can Poo do? <laughs> like, and you were just like, you reason right past Paula every time. And that was infuriating. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Well, and, so and the,
0: the reason was what I had developed in the game was this blindness to, to the letters P-R-A-Y in yep. a menu. Because, to be honest, it's a pretty crappy ability through pretty much most of the game.
1: <laughs> you were using um, it a lot early on when it's like a weak heal. Um, and then the first time like it gave you bad status effects, I think you were just like, oh, I guess I'm never doing that again. So. Yeah. Which is <laughs> yeah. kind of, I, I think in a normal playthrough, you probably used it more than most people. Yeah.
0: But I mean, like, I, I had just, for whatever reason, it, it had been conditioned in my brain that, that Prey is a useless ability. And like, I feel like that maybe also was maybe slightly intentional and also weirdly kind of a message about this game, right? That it's like the thing that you feel like, is this really doing anything? Like, I mean, those are questions that people of faith ask all the time, right? (laughs) Like, is this really doing anything?
1: (laughs) Can I, can I say that you also did try to mirror Gygus with Poo's ability, I think three times. So
0: it was it was definitely way more than once. It was more than twice. I'm not sure it was three or more. Well, but yeah,
2: you were trying well, I just everything want to point out that you have that guys, please emote that has oh, a yeah, yeah, like yeah. little yep. prayer emoji. <laughs> and meanwhile, as he's doing this, we are just filling up the sidebar because I think uh, I think one person who didn't know the ending spammed it. And I was like, oh, all I'm doing it.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh.
2: And I'm spamming that emote as hard as I can, willing burns. I'm like, please, just one time. If you do it one time, you get a cutscene. You'll figure it out. One time. One time, no. dude. And then you didn't do it a second time.
1: Yeah. uh uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, that was the interesting part. Well, and you were about to say, so I did say two things in chat. I think the first thing I said was, like, stop and, like, consider all your options, maybe. Yep. I think. Yeah. Um, but then you did, uh, uh, that's right, you did the, the, that, you prayed once and then it's like, I guess his defenses are down. You're like, oh, cool. I guess that was all I had to do. Now I could attack him for another 50,000 damage. <laughs> and you got right back into that same loop without realizing you could keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't remember the second thing I said. It must have been, was it before that first one or was it waiting for the second one?
2: It was when he was cycling through all of Ness's stuff again. You told him that your focus before he did prayer the first time.
1: Oh, that's right. I said you're focused too much yeah. on Ness. Yeah. 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 Those were,
0: those were the two clues. And like, like, I, I don't know. It's so hard to like pull this into a vacuum and be like, would I have gotten there without it? But like, it was just like, Paul, it's almost like the chat that you were able to, because like you have admin powers, so you can, you can chat even in emote only chat. So like you, you drop that in there and like, it was very much like the ending of the first Star Wars film where Luke is about ready to take off, take the oh, shot yeah. at the Death Star and you're just like consider, consider all of your, your options Burns. <laughs> 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 your focus you're focused too much on Nesburn. <laughs> we see uh, we see your targeting computer switched off. Is everything <laughs> all right? <laughs> and it was just somewhere eventually that rattled around enough to where it's like Oh God, I have to pray, you know, like, and, and it wasn't even, I didn't even arrive to it. Like I didn't link your clues to like, Oh God, pray is clearly it. It was literally like, I've done everything else. I'm i carefully just chose my words. Pray.
1: I carefully yeah, yeah. chose my words.
0: No. And um, I think, I think the way that you chose them was absolutely perfect. Like, I, I think it was just, it was great because when I arrived at that moment, it was literally like, you know, I, I mean. I felt like every Hollywood film, right. Where you have the, the sinner finally reaching the phase where they're like, I guess I just repent now. <laughs> it's just like the desperate man reaches for prayer in the zero hour. And it's like, I guess I just pray. Well, and then just, Whoa.
1: There was the other part that you, um, you almost, well, you did stop again for a little bit uh, towards the end, which is, is one of my favorite like text boxes in the game. And I'm going to forget. Yes. I, yeah. Mm. I, I um, you, you, Violet, you'll probably remember the whole thing. So tell me if I got it wrong. But uh, it
2: is, uh Paula's call was absorbed by the darkness.
1: Yeah, the Paula's call like pause was absorbed, pause by the darkness. Yep. Um, it's like wow, that is a devastating like and the screen is dark at that point because it does the like you're calling out, so it changes. It's just like, and then it goes back to you, and you're like, oh, yeah. well, I guess I'm done with that. For the, the
2: third and time. the and Gygus has sped up. That's when he gets really sad at me, and the music changes too. Yeah,
1: and it's like,
2: oof. I, I
0: was convinced at that point that it's like, well, I hit the prey damage gate or whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's that's not gonna work anymore. And it's like, you need one more, you need one more. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I was like, what do I do? So I started going back through my inventory, I started cycling yep. back through attacks, you know, because I was like, that's done. Yep. I, was, I was scared. <laughs> and then um the text box that pops up right after you know it was it's so cool the way that they just like casually drop in the like you know who's playing this game are you sure this is who's playing this game like they can they make you confirm your identity as a player a couple of times kind of low-key
1: summers is the first one right around the the halfway point yeah yep yep
0: um and then that box that pops out that says you know the prayer was heard by you know, and as the second I looked at it, I was like,
1: it's me. Oh, my God. You guys give <laughs> yeah, me you two letters. It's like, yeah. oh, man. And so, do you know, what was weird? My first playthrough as a child, um, <laughs> I did what children do. And I named the main character my name. And then they were like, what's your name? And I was like, it's my name. And then that last sequence is kind of weird because you're like, wait a <laughs> minute. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. not sure how meta it is, you know? Right. I've
2: done different variations. My my name is short, so it doesn't look very good. So I would do like as a kid I would do like first middle last, so there's more characters for it to like censor out. That's one of my favorite parts of the game is is that and then seeing your name uh later in the credits too is mm-hmm. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I like that they incorporate that element.
0: Yeah, it it's just it, like it's one of those conclusions that that in a in a video game like I'm really glad that I got to experience that and arrive at that moment, a hundred percent on my own, right? That that it was well, not a hundred percent on my own, but arrive at that moment out of desperation in, in the place where I think I was supposed to be, um, to reach for that option and then to have it completely reverse the fight. And it's a, it's a really bold choice. I feel like, particularly in a game like this to make that the solution, right? Because it's on paper, you would think as like designing a game, you know, oh well, you mean the character just prays over and over again? So all this work that the characters did to like make themselves powerful, like they're not going to use like Cy Star Starstorm, like that's not going to do anything. Like that's, you know, they have Ness. Ness is super powerful. Like he's pretty much sidelined. The answer is prayer. You know, like when when you think about that, like that's a very dangerous thing to try to do, <laughs> and make that feel good and make that feel successful. And yet somehow, it feels like they pulled it off really nicely here. I think.
1: Well, and there's a lot of fighting up to that point, so. You do usually get into that fight at least a little bit, you know, out of resources and things of that sort. But yeah,
0: but but to have the solution to the final boss oh, sure. be yeah. like, you know, just use this ability. You just got to keep. You got to believe. You just got to believe. Would been
1: great, man. Would have been great if Mirror worked on one of those. <laughs> it's like Pooh became gygas Now you must fight him. <laughs> I kept. Now there saying, are like, two I, of them.
0: it was like maybe in order to fight the evil you must become the evil
2: (laughs) that'd be really funny if that could work on gygas though and then you'd have to sacrifice Pooh at the end to defeat the evil for real Mm -hmm. right
0: right like over over here well guess what i'm I'm sorry Pooh, but you gotta go because we have to defeat the evil forces
2: but i think i think having to use prey to defeat gygas though it kind of reminds me of at grapefruit falls when the password is to
1: control it up yep
0: yeah very true also another like really like a shockingly meta moment for a yeah for a super nintendo game where it's like yep guess what just walk away go get a drink make a very sandwich. difficult for an eight or ten year old to do too you know. oh yeah absolutely Absolutely. I so, do
2: remember having messed that up before as a child. I do remember three minutes took forever. I was like, maybe I didn't trigger it.
0: It definitely mm-hmm. feels like I was surprised even as a as a grown ass man, trademark, that um, you know, I'm I'm sitting here waiting for three minutes to to tick by. And I'm streaming this on Twitch, so I'm looking at like six different clocks right now, you know. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I should be painfully aware of what the passage of three minutes is like. And still by the end of it, I'm like, it has to have been three minutes now. Right. Right. That wasn't three minutes. Come on. <laughs> and then it finally does it. I'm like, okay, I guess. So, yeah, I just what a, what a game. What a game. Like, I just wow. So, Paul, th- this is probably the recommendation of all recommendations at this point on uh, on this podcast, because
1: <laughs> this is. <laughs> well, we just got to beat it, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. We just got to top ourselves again. Yeah. Violet, do you have uh do you have any closing thoughts about the game or or seeing the this run through or or anything that like you you like particularly strikes you as, as someone who likes this game enough to have beaten it now, well, I mean ten to twelve plus five going on six yeah. times?
2: Yeah. Um I just want to say that I, I'm really glad that I could see your playthrough. I've never seen anyone else experience the game for the first time. Yes, yeah, uh, like that. And then also, I think, Paul, you mentioned this in the first part of the podcast, but it was something that that um, really struck me was when I was a kid, I owned it, and it came packaged with the player's guide. Yep, yep. And in the back of the player's guide, it just tells you, you know, use Paula. You know, Paula should use the prey option nine times while yep. the others use defend. And that's my defeat Geigas strat. Yep. Is Ness heals everyone in the entire party. Everyone else defends. Paula prays nine times. Boom, Geigas is done. Roll credits.
1: Yep. Um, uh... So
2: seeing someone take... I think it was like forty five minutes um, yeah, maybe, for, a yeah. on, for a fight on replays that takes me only as long as the cumulative cutscenes and menu navigation was was magical. Uh, <laughs> I think that's something that even though I still love the game, uh, it's hard it's, you still love something, but you don't love something as much as that that aha moment that that you had. so I was really glad to see that
0: yeah it it, i I, i'd have a hard time like imagining how i would feel about the game like without without having to have have arrived there um you know myself but like i also feel like using the strategy guide is is, you know again it's packaged in with the game because i i remember i have really strong like weird hangups about using strategy guides and like i did use it in this game and obviously i was accepting like twitch chat recommendations and all that kind of stuff but like the thing that I'm always afraid of is that kind of thing, right? Like the spoiler thing that, that like you read that, that, you know, a guide is yeah. Like casually like, Oh, just do this and you win. Um, but, but I I remember Paul, didn't I text you or something at the beginning? Like, can I use the player's handbook? And I think your response was like, it was packed in with the game or something like that. So I, I had some, I had some internal like strife with like, do I even use this document? But i'm glad i used it for what i did but i'm also glad i didn't look ahead (laughs) because yes
1: yes if i i I would have i I definitely would have stopped you but
0: well and what i'm wondering is um you know i think there's a little bit more to explore because because violet you were asking me too you said like how much more are you going to do like once you come once you defeat guy guess once you come back you make it back to your body even though um they kind of warn you ahead of time right like we don't know if you'll ever have a real body again you might just be robots forever (laughs) Um, That's the
2: part I always cry. That's I tear up every every single time. I'm always like sniffling. I'm like they're little crumpled robot bodies. They save the world, you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one like where it's the the silent oh, crumpled robot bodies outside the cave. Yeah, um, and I think there is text that is like Gygus was defeated or something, but then it's just like cool. And these crumpled robot bodies are you know eons in the past. Mm-hmm. Just sit there it's like wow it's a brutal ending
0: and and yet then you do float back to to the present you <laughs> float back right. to your bodies and you're like oh thank god
1: <laughs> oh. and, and, and there's... there's here's some letters that burns won't read, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> not read the letters? no he used the help text instead of the use text and uh you know oh you're <laughs> supposed to use them oh oh my Oops. Okay. <laughs> Oopsie. Well, so um,
2: are you going to go back? Or are you going to load your save state and explore the world again?
0: Yes. So that, because it sounds like there's quite a bit to like just poke around and go see, right? Like there's, there's lots of little tucked away bits and things with, uh, with different people. Cause everybody has new text as well, right?
2: Uh, yeah. You can go anywhere in the world. There's no enemies. There's, yeah, you can read the letters. Um, you can buy the house. You can become a homeowner. Oh
1: yeah, we already we already had burns <laughs> by that. <Yeah. laughs> oh, did
2: you guys do it already? That's awesome. Um, yeah. I have yet. To... I have a friend who wants to see me, and every time I ping her, uh, she doesn't get back to me in time. So,
0: I definitely. Yeah. I, I rolled up in that town with, you know, at that point, you know, later in the game, when your dad is wiring, you just, you know, mortgage, <laughs> it's like
1: here's 75 grand, you know, full, like full
0: mortgage after full mortgage in 1995 cash. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I can roll up and buy this house. No big deal. And I walk in and there's just a side missing. Like, ocean oh. view ocean yeah. view yeah, too, too much of, of a view, <laughs> too much view, not enough house.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I'm, I'm excited to kind of poke around. I think like, um, you know, obviously I think I'll come back to this game at some point in the future. I, I think the big thing that I'm excited about is now Violet, I can drop in on your stream at any time and not have to worry about spoilers anymore. So that's, Hey,
2: there you go. That's pretty hyped. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had someone join as we're walking up to the cave to the past to beat Gygus. And I was like, Hey, I was like, come back in like 35, 40 minutes. You can see me start like, <laughs> <Yep>.
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs>
0: Cause we are about to end this whole thing right now. Yep.
2: yep Yep. major spoilers don't do it
0: so anything else we want to cover i think that uh that basically does it i mean this this game again you know lots of games claim to take you on an epic hero's quest journey this game
1: w- did that and beyond so i, I uh, boy the I, thing I, that i almost I interrupted know. you with if i had a phone noise it, it would be the like <phone rings> hey it's your dad calling you've been at it for a while maybe you want to out.
0: He did that after I went to bed after coming home for uh for for like, you know, it's literally like your mom's like, I understand, honey. Why don't you go to bed? And like right before the credits roll and stuff, I get out of bed and dad's like, hey, you've been at it for a while. I'm like, Jesus, dad now
2: that happened to me on a playthrough. And I think Kerblitz said it happened to him. So all three of us had that had that happen to us.
1: Yeah, I wonder I, it's got to just be on a timer. And I don't yeah. think I've ever had that happen. Maybe I have, but um. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like I got the call like right before going into that transition where you can't or who knows. Yeah. It's just such a weird game mechanism. Of Nintendo. of <laughs> it's,
2: like it's like every two hours. I've kind of worked it out based on my stream times because uh, he calls me a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. Um, but it's one of those weird like Nintendo trying to be like, hey, kid, uh, maybe you shouldn't play video games all day. <laughs> here's Here's our half-hearted attempt to get you to stop.
0: This very much feels like angry parents like calling and they can be like, no, no, we programmed the game to tell your child to take a break. <laughs> like a child just mash, is not listening.
1: They'll mash a through it every time. <laughs> exactly. Well, um,
0: I think I think that does it for our Earthbound discussion. Violet, thank you so much for for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast, you guys.
0: So once again, do you want to do you want to plug that Twitch channel so people can uh, can find out where you are on the on the interwebs? And do you have anything else you want to plug?
2: Uh, nope. I, well, I'm, I'm Violet Knight everywhere. So if you Google Violet Knight, you'll find me. Uh, so I'm on Twitch. I'm don't pay attention to my Twitter. It's not related to my Twitch, <laughs> but it's violet. Like the color last name is Knight N Y T E. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we'll hopefully talk to you soon. I'll be hanging out in stream and stream and rooting for you on playthrough number, whatever it is at the end of this year. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I hope the replay project goes well.
2: Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. And I'll see you. I think you're doing what destiny Tuesdays. What's your, what's your next game? Do you know yet?
0: So we are going to decide that right after this. So we are going to, we're going to break here. And then uh, I have some difficult discussions with Paul because it's my turn to pick. Uh, and so I need to figure out how hard I'm going to push him.
1: (laughs) I think he's just going to pick earthbound again, you know, (laughs) that's what Paul's
0: hoping. He's crossing his fingers. I like it. So, all right. Thanks Violet. All right. Thank you. And we'll be right back. This is the missing save file. This is the missing save file. I'm. It's Burnsy, and he's Paul. And Paul, it's my pick this time, right?
1: Oh yeah, been a bit. But what is the last the last game you picked was uh, for me was? Well, it has been a bit.
0: Did I make you play Doom? Yeah. Here's the question, too. This is an academic question because we're, we're obviously like, you know, we make the rules here, right? So we can we can change them at any time. I chose Oxenfree when we played Oxenfree. It was the first uh-huh. game I ever uh-huh. streamed on Twitch, but I chose it in a way that like and I, ha- I guess I have to ask you this question. When you choose a game for someone else, does it have to be a I heartily recommend this to you in a like book club style fashion? Or can it just be a I'm looking for an excuse to play this game, so let's play it.
1: Well, I think there's already precedent that you used it as, I'm looking for an excuse to play this game, so let's play it. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to always bounce back and forth. There's also games on our list that neither of us have played that we have talked about that um, I think we'll get to at some point, too. So, Well,
0: because here's... Here's a little background uh, inside baseball for for listeners at home. Uh, this is, a, you know, behind the scenes here at uh, Missing Safe File. Paul, you at one point said, you know, hey, if you want to suggest me me, uh, you know, Mario Sunshine, I've never played it and I just picked up Mario 3D All-Stars.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, true.
0: Yeah. So so I but like here's what I'm saying is maybe that's a good one for you to recommend because. I I would be uh, all about talking about that on the podcast because full disclosure I have almost beaten Mario Sunshine again. Um, hmm. I love Mario Sunshine. It's it's a I think it's a criminally underrated 3D Mario game, um, and it's uh, I, I have a lot of things to talk about, and I would have a lot of things to talk about specifically on this podcast about it. But I'm not going to pick that game <laughs> for for this time because. I I I'm, uh, I'm
1: not I'm not going to play it until you recommend it. So, uh Oh, we've <laughs> <laughs> I you got mean, plenty of games to play. Okay. Know?
0: Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, maybe we'll get there then. Uh but I um instead what I would like to do is this is this isn't I'm in a weird spot because no matter what game I would recommend here, I would the two things that I would probably recommend would be either Mario Sunshine, which I I would recommend. It's a great game. Um or a game that I've already streamed on Twitch. And most of the VODs are actually starting to age off on Twitch. So I have exported them to YouTube. So there are long plays of it available on YouTube. I was in the early days of the Twitch channel, um, like when I had just started streaming, you know, the first weeks or so. But I I really, really think I have to recommend to you that you play Outer Wilds, not to be confused with the Outer Worlds, because both of those games, you know, came out came about out at the, the same time. time
1: and have the yeah. same name. Yeah, that was yeah. a fun one.
0: Yeah. But I, here's the thing. I, I know, and, and here's why I'm, like, struggling with this. Because I, I would traditionally just be like, you need to play this, please play this, um, you know, end end of story. But I know you started playing this, right? And you, like, didn't quite yeah. get into it?
1: Yeah, it just never, like, had hooks. Um, yeah, it felt like a very, well, like, the the beginning was just a lot of, like, weird tasks and stuff that you know didn't really I don't know it never got hooks in and then the gameplay on the ground was not great but then the gameplay once you got a ship was like oh this is uh this is I think I've said in the past that it, it kind of reminded me of um oh boy what did I compare it with in any case I can't remember the mashup but part of it feels like Kerbal Space Program and the other part feels like a, you know you know, some boring um, sort of game from the nineties Jedi Knight uh, to Jedi outcast. is not a bad comparison from a gameplay standpoint, frankly. Uh,
0: Well, I mean, did you ever get into adventure games at all? Like, did you ever play those? Yeah. yeah. I think if you approach this game as more of a, more of like a mystery slash adventure game.
1: Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's kind of the read I've gotten from talking to you about it. So that's, that's probably what I would try to be doing. Okay,
0: I I really want you to give it another try, because I am not lying when I say that Outer Wilds has catapulted itself up to the upper echelon of, of perhaps some of the finest games that I that I've ever played. Um, just for the experience that it left on me for, you know, and and I think what, what we're finding here narratively, as we go along in this podcast, the games that resonate with me, like the games that really like leave an impression with me are the ones that make me feel something. And I, I would say that if this game works and if you're able to get into it enough to where you're buying into the mystery, where you're trying to figure out exactly, okay, what is going on here? What do I do? Where do I go? Because the game also doesn't really, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot to it but it doesn't really tell you what to do or where to go or even what the objective of the game is right it's just sort of you kind of have to stumble upon that yourself um but i feel like when you do and when that stuff starts to click and when you make those breakthroughs um for me it was really powerful and so it is an experience that i would would kind of globally recommend to anyone who likes narrative in games so i really want you to give it another try what will you do that for for the podcast,
1: yeah, I do believe I am contract, contractually obliged. Um, so <laughs> we're
0: sending some goons over if you say no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's a different take on it, right? Because I mean, if I try to play it as an adventure game, at least that's a different spin on it. Yeah, um, maybe. I mean, that's one of my complaints. Maybe is that it should kind of sell what it is at the front end. Maybe it tried to, and maybe I just wasn't listening. But uh, I don't know. It's a weird start to a game. But that's the only part I've seen. So we'll see what the rest looks like.
0: Yeah. OK, well, we'll give it a shot um, because I, I just yeah, I, I really, really like that game. So I, I will not be streaming that on Twitch because I already streamed it on Twitch. And so one of the other things that's really interesting about the game, and, and I'm not really spoiling anything for you here if I say this, because I heard you know other people say this. Basically, the, the one reason why it was recommended that I stream this game on Twitch was because we were kind of between games. And I think I had played what we were going to play already. So I wasn't going to do that. Um, you know, my good friend, Altorn Ockham Occam said, you should stream this game. You should play it and you should stream it a, because it's a wonderful game, but B, because it is the type of game where you can't go home again. And, and what he meant by that was when you understand the solution to the game, like what it is ultimately that you do to, to complete it, like because of the way the game works, you can do it inside of 20 minutes. Like if you boot up a fresh save, that's just how it works. You can go like, I do this, I do this, I do this, I, I beat the game.
1: But because do you have it, to, do you have to fly into the sun.
0: No, is that, well, is you that can that try solution? it. You can try it and okay. see what happens. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> because one of the things that is kind of crazy about the game is it is, you know, space, you know, groundhog's day, basically where, you know, you can try literally any crazy harebrained scheme thing that you want to. And because when you die, you just start over again. Um, you know, yeah, try it. Why not experiment? Get funky. See what happens. Um, so yeah, I, I'm experienced as someone who can't go home again, as someone who can't kind of experience that aha moment and then what it leads to and, and all the emotions of the end. I, I want to see if, if that's able to get its hooks in you, because if it does, and if it's successful, I hope that you will have a, a positive experience uh, with it. And if you don't, I feel like we'll have st- something to talk about anyway. So fair. So, yeah, so I will. I will ask you to play Outer Wilds and give it uh, give it as much of a fair shake as you can muster before you either a really get into it or b want to throw your controller across the room. And then uh, when you get to that point, we'll we'll talk about it <laughs> on the next episode. Right back here. In the meantime, we're on social media, right, Paul? We have a website, all that good stuff.
1: I mean, I sure hope so. Otherwise, uh, you know. Otherwise, where is this going?
0: <laughs> Missingsavefile.com is where you can find us. Uh, you can also find links to where we are in your podcatcher of choice. Uh, our Twitch, our Twitter account is on there. We are at MissingSaveFile. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash MissingSaveFile. Uh, most of the games that we play here, I stream on twitch.tv slash It's uh, I'll also probably be doing some Destiny 2 streaming and some Sea of Thieves streaming in the meantime. Uh, until next time, that's going to do it for us. I'm It's Burnsy, And I'm Paul. And we will see you at the next save point. Don't forget to pray.